The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, a controversy that you have been hearing about uh, recently. It is um, the boycott of the Oscars that some of Hollywood's uh, celebrities have been urging people to do. And um, this is the other side. Today we're going to be talking about the other side to the Oscars so white uh, hashtag that has um, scrambled, gone all over Twitter. And um, this all started, you know, first of all, let me make it clear that I certainly believe that there is not enough diversity in Hollywood. It's not just about blacks, but it's about Hispanics. It's about um, people from all different uh, races and ethnic backgrounds. And also, there certainly is not um, enough opportunities given to women. So that's not a question. The question is, though, this whole sort of what I think is a tempest in a teapot, because it's not really about diversity. Um, If it started... In some other way, it would have been more convincing. But the way this all started was with a video by Jada Pinkett Smith, the wife of Will Smith. She put out a video um, in which she called for a boycott because, um, really because, I mean, it's sour grapes because her husband, Will Smith, wasn't nominated for an Oscar. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He, was, he had a lead role in the movie Concussion, I didn't see that movie. I don't know how great he was or not. Um, But obviously she's very hurt, and I guess he's very hurt that he wasn't nominated. And maybe he deserved to be. I I can't comment on that. But what I can comment on is um, how this, you know, how it is very suspicious that all of a sudden, because her husband wasn't nominated, she's urging everybody not to go to the Oscars. Now, there was a very interesting... um, uh, all a sort of a counter um, online video, a response to Jada Pinkett Smith um, by <clears throat> Janet Hubert, who is an actress who co-starred along with Will Smith in the television show called The Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel Air, and um, she was furious about Jada Pinkett Smith's <laughs> video and her suggestions that everybody should boycott the Oscars just because her husband. Um, wasn't nominated. I mean, of course, Jada did not say that that's why she was, uh, I mean, she would be, she, I'm sure she is, has been the first person to say that that has nothing to do with it. It's just that he was one of the black actors who wasn't nominated in uh, any of the four acting categories, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. So 
So um, what I like about Janet Hubert is how she calls uh, Jada on this, you know, um, and, and it was refreshing to hear her, you know, tell it like it is. Now, she obviously has had um, problems with Will Smith from um, when they were both on Fresh Prince or Bel-Air, but, um, but still, she makes some good points. Like, for example, she talks about how Jada and Will have a huge production company themselves, and if they wanted to employ black actors or do black themes or you know, make movies that would um, highlight this uh, problem in Hollywood, they certainly have the means to do that. In fact, I was just talking this morning with a black director-producer who is very, um, gets a lot of work in Hollywood. He's also a photographer, um, but he's mainly been doing independent films, except for you know, working um, on set at various movies and, and, um, and, and producing and directing some of his own independent films. And he has been on films where Will Smith... Uh, was one of the actors, and he's asked Will Smith to be to work on one of his big films. And Will Smith, you know, just keeps pushing him off, saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, sure, that'll happen." And of course, it never happened. And it's not because of this guy's lack of talent. So, um, you know, we have, um, you know, a lot of other people have joined in this. Frey, filmmaker Spike Lee, I mean, some of the people, you know, are people who have been honored themselves in the past, and yet they too are, um, are saying that, uh, that they're not going to go there boycotting. For example, filmmaker Spike Lee, he was awarded an honorary Oscar at the Governor's Awards in November, and he's saying that he can't support this year's Academy Awards. Of course, then we have Al Sharpton, who, you know, isn't, uh, <laughs> he, he takes every opportunity to get into the act and, uh, you know, say how, uh, say his piece, his usual piece. And then um, there's the, um, you know, there's Chris Rock. I mean, one of the things that is, is so, uh, runs so contrary to all of this, boycotting the Oscars, is that the host of the Oscars this year is Chris Rock, a black man who had hosted uh, in years past. And um, he, you know, people have, were calling on him to step down. Well, that would be, <laughs> that's cutting off your nose to spite your face. That would be the most outrageously ridiculous thing. Here he is, a black man, honored by being asked to be the host, um, presumably he's going to do a good job. Of course, now he has great stuff, great material uh, for his opening monologue with all of this that's going on. But it, it would have really been ridiculous for him to step down because this is a chance for him to show that he has talent, that he, like many other blacks, have talent. And then um, the, the most, more recently, most recently, the... Um, President of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, who decides the Oscars, I mean the, the Academy does, uh, Cheryl Boone Isaacs. She has issued a lengthy statement on the subject. She talks about being heartbroken, being frustrated, and her promise is that the Academy is taking, I'm quoting, the Academy is taking dramatic steps to alter the makeup of our membership. She has promised that there are going to be a lot more people of different ethnic backgrounds, a lot more women, um, and so on, into the academy. And, of course, if that were to happen, then uh, if they became 
uh, voting members at some point, then, you know, they would have more of a say in selecting the um, Oscar nominees. But, you know, this whole thing reminds me of, um, and this kind of brings me to introduce my, my guest, um, this kind of reminds me of what's been happening in the world in general. I mean, sure, there's a, a lack of diversity and there's racism all over the place, um, but not just that. There's a kind of um, watering down. There's a sense that everybody sort of deserves something. Everybody, um, that it's not just that, that it's, you shouldn't, there shouldn't be winners and losers, that um, that uh, everybody, you know, it's like in kids' sports, where um, it's, now it's become trendy to not just have ribbons or medals for the winners of uh, certain sports, certain meets, but in fact to give everybody, everybody who participated, a ribbon or a medal. Now I must say, I compete in horseback riding, and I guess I wouldn't mind. <laughs> for those times when I wasn't getting first, second, or third, to get some kind of a, a ribbon, yes, that would be nice, but it really waters down the whole thing. So, <laughs> without further ado, and I'm gonna, I'll be um, talking later, I'm going to give you some examples of all the African Americans who have been honored by the Oscars over the years. I mean, starting at least as far back as 1939 with Hattie McDaniel for Gone with the Wind, and she was... Um, she won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. And there are many, many more on this list. So, um, you know, it's, it's really sad that one person's sour grapes seems to be spoiling it for a lot of other people. My guest today <laughs> um, has his own little uh, boycott, <laughs> has been boycotted in a way himself. Um, he, he says um, that... The Academy Awards and his girls' cross-country movie have been boycotted because they're too white. And he says, what's next? Mandate for the NBA to draft old white men? My guest is Dave Cristiano, and he is the um, producer of... uh, He has a, a production company, he and his brother, Rich, have a production company called Five and Two Pictures. And um, they, have, they were born in New York. Their first film came out in 1985. They've produced 16 movies. And the latest one that is coming, going to come, be coming out in August is called Remember the Goal. And I'll let him tell you about that movie. Oh, and I guess I do want to bring up, actually, that Dave himself um, is, this is a picture that's near and dear to his heart, because not only is he the film's director, but he is a former cross-country runner himself in high school and college, and he has coached two cross-country teams. So he's passionate about running. He's very um, knowledgeable about the cross-country field, and um, his efforts in, in this film was not only to, um, to portray some really important lessons for teens and their parents and coaches, but um, also to, um, to be given a very accurate picture of cross-country running. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Carol, thank you very much for having me on. And um, I agree with your opening statement there, everything you had to say, because there seems to be a lot of ignorance when it comes to certain things in America. First of all, Chris Rock is 
no way going to step down from the Academy Awards. You're talking about probably the second highest rated show this year next to the Super Bowl. The Academy Awards are usually second highest rated. You know, I'd like to see Chris Rock do the Academy Awards totally professional. Uh, you know, when you think of the awards show, the Academy Awards are always, they're still the big, big awards. Would you agree that that's the biggest deal of the yes. awards? Would you agree? Okay. Yes. And most times they're trying to bring comedians in there that'll crack some jokes and, and some jokes that may be hurtful. And I'm not a fan. I don't even watch the Academy Awards. But what about a guy that's just going to go out there and present it with a lot of respect, with, the, with, with just professionalism, um, change the whole tone of the Academy Awards? It's just a thought. But he's going to be there. And, I mean, I've read some of the headlines and stuff in... in Look, hey, Will Smith, if he doesn't want to go to the Academy Awards, he doesn't have to go. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. That's how I look at it. Don't go. So, um, you, know, I, you know, a lot of actors, a lot of black actors have won awards, been nominate, nominated for awards. My thinking is this. People can vote for who they want. Maybe there wasn't a performance that merited a top five because, you know, maybe there wasn't a black performance that merited. That was my thought on that. Okay, our film called Remember the Goal is about a girls' high school, high school cross-country team. You talk about more women in film. I shot a film about a, my story is about a female coach out of college that comes to coach a, takes over the program of an all, of a girls' cross-country team at all-girls school. So it's predominantly a girl-women cast. And, um, the backlash when this Academy Award thing, we posted our movie trailer about eight days on Facebook, and it's had over 600,000 views so far. It's been wow. about eight days. But in my website, Five and Two Pictures, and we're getting emails and some people posting on the Facebook page, there's no blacks. There's no blacks. And there's no people of color. Those are the two phrases. And some of the marks are really cruel, so we immediately remove them. Some we've responded to. Any of the emails I've personally responded to. And what it is is that, in, and my answer is simple. I've been following cross country for 42 years. I ran in high school, I ran in college, I've coached two teams, one team in Florida, one team in North Carolina. 99.9% of all the girls that run high school cross country are white, with the exception if you are in an Indian reservation or if you're in a heavily, heavily, Spanish populated area. Now, you know, a lot of inner city teams don't really field cross country teams or they're very small teams. But having gone to the New York State meet, the North Carolina State meet, the Tennessee State meet, and the Florida State meet, I can tell you right now that most people, most girls, most guys that run high school cross country are white. And so in my film, I portrayed it as it really was. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be true to my sport. I'm not one guy. Uh, this one guy from Miami, we were going back and forth with telling me you need to be culturally relevant. And it's like, if your movie doesn't have one white guy, one black guy, or one Spanish guy in there, so we even all out, you're not relevant. Hey, I'm shooting a girls cross country movie. The reality of it is it's, I can't, it's, it's predominantly going to be a white, it's going to be a white cast, especially in Tennessee. I just went to the Tennessee state meet here in November I did not see one black runner in the Tennessee State meet. You had 100, 100 teams there. I didn't see one black runner in the race. I watched these races. There may have been one, but I didn't see them run. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now so why that, do you think that that is? 
that there well, aren't words, blacks well, who they, actually do come out to run in, in high schools. In other words, people get cross-country mixed up with track. Cross-country is a fall sport. Runners are doing a 5K race, which is 3.1 miles. In the spring, African-Americans, a lot of African-Americans run track, mostly sprints and shorter distance, 200 meters, 400 meters, some people 800 meters. Every once in a while, you'll find a distance runner. But... Black athletes are, you know, quicker than whites for the most part. They just are. Uh, when you watch the Olympic finals, I, I cannot remember the last, and I've followed the Olympics for many years, I cannot remember the last time a white person made the sprints for the United States Olympic team. Black people are faster. Jump higher, you know, they're just faster. And it's just the way it is. Maybe the makeup of a person's body, the way the Lord made people. So, um you know, I mean, if there were more, if there were more black people running cross country, I would have cast accordingly. But because I know the sport, I want to be true to the sport. Uh, you know, uh, that's why I cast it the way I did. But you got the ignorance of people, and it irks you. The ignorance of people writing to you—they just don't know. So I've tried to calmly respond, and then you get a cruel remark back, and and you respond back to that, and it's like you know, get to, get the facts first. And, and I'm trying to be, we're trying to be, we're trying to do what's right here for the sport of cross country. I love the sport. It's, uh, you know, it's not like it's a well-known sport because ESPN doesn't do stories on it. But a lot of girls run, a lot of boys run cross country. I chose to do my film on a girls cross country team because to me, girls cross country is more popular than boys, has bigger names, celebrities in high school than boys. What I mean by that is this, because I follow the sport. There's national websites on cross country. But a girl can be really good as a freshman. I mean, she can be a superstar as a freshman. And freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, that girl's good four years. In most cases, a boy won't get really good till his junior, senior year. Because from a freshman, a boy's when he's a freshman to a senior is going to mature. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get faster. Whereas girls, if they come in as freshmen, you'll see an 80-pound girl be a fantastic runner because she just has the endurance. So. Um, so that's why, uh, that was one reason. That's one reason why I chose to do a girls uh, movie about girls. Also, there's been a lot of sports movies about boys, and uh-huh. I wanted to do one about girls. So that was uh-huh. another reason why I did. Uh huh. And, and I and, well, well, go wait, ahead. I need to interrupt you because I'm hearing the, the music in the background, which means we do need to take a break. <laughs> but we will be back after the break. My guest is Dave Cristiano. His um, movie coming out in August is called Remember the Goal. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. 
Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the Terrorism Hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the other side to hashtag OscarsSoWhite um, with my guest, Dave Cristiano, his movie is coming out in August called Remember the Goal. Um, he is the director of the movie, and he's also a producer of many movies, and his company is called Five and Two Pictures. Um, I promised that I would give some examples. I mean, this all started with Jada Pinka's video um, trying to incite everyone to boycott the Oscars because her husband didn't get nominated. But um, to give you some examples of African-American Oscar winners and nominees, I mentioned starting in 1939, Hattie McDaniel won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for Gone with the Wind, which is my favorite movie. Then in 1963, Sidney Poitier won Best Actor for Lilies of the Field. 1982, Lewitt Gossett Jr. for An Officer and a Gentleman, Best Supporting Actor. 1989, Denzel Washington for Glory, Best Supporting Actor. 1990, Whoopi Goldberg for Ghost, Best Supporting Actor, Actress. 1996, Cuba Gooding Jr. for Jerry Maguire, Best Supporting Actor. 2001, Denzel Washington for Training Day, Best Actor. 2001, Halle Berry for Monsters Ball, Best Actress. 2004, Jamie Foxx for Ray, Best Actor. 2004, Morgan Freeman for Million Dollar Baby, Best Supporting Actor. 2006, Forrest Whitaker for The Last King of Scotland, Best Actor. 2006, Jennifer Hudson for Dream Girls, Best Supporting Actress. And 2009, Monique for Precious, Best Supporting Actress. So, and there's, uh, there's, there are more lists, but I'll stop there for right now. So, the point is that um, it's not exactly as if um, African Americans have been totally, um, you know, there's a, there's a fairly consistent presence. Um, and, and I must say, I, I do want to say, Denzel Washington, he won an award, a lifetime award, at the, hmm, I think it was the, um, uh, a glow, um, the, ah, the globe, uh, um, the globes, yes, at the <laughs> Golden Globes, and um, and he got up there to make a speech, and and he knew he this wasn't someone that uh, an award that he was competing with with anyone for. He knew he was going to be getting this lifetime achievement award, and he got up there and he hadn't brought his glasses. Um, and his wife hadn't brought his glasses, and I couldn't read for the speech that he wrote on a piece of paper either. I mean, he's an actor. He's won awards for being best actor, and he couldn't memorize his speech knowing all along for quite some time that he was yeah. going to get this Lifetime Achievement Award. I mean, that was an insult, quite frankly. Just had to get yeah. that off my chest. Okay, my guest, Dave hey, Cristiano. Dave, we're talking about your movie and how that got boycotted, how when you released the um, trailer 
recently that you got all kinds of nasty comments on your Facebook page and you got emails sent to your, through your website and so on. And I mean, you know, to be honest, um, you can, these days, people are so angry that these days you can just look at, you can pick an article, a, a, a relatively benign article in a newspaper, you know, on the internet. And where, where there's comments, and people go off on these tangents, and they just get get into it with other people, and they they you know they they use such um, crude words, and I, I mean it's just an expression of so much anger and rage. It's it's really disturbing. So yes, not to, I mean yeah, I'm sure it's you... especially disturbing when you've put so much into a movie that you're so proud of. Um, Tell us about what some of the themes are, because I watched the trailer, yeah. and I, it looked yeah. really interesting. Tell us right. about there's, it. Yeah, there's about six different storylines. No, I agree with you. Here we are heart and soul in the film to try to do a movie about a girls' cross-country team that's true to the sport. And people watch the trailer, and they'll make comments that are like, you don't even know what you're talking about. And, you know, we just delete them and move on. But, but I, I ha- I'm dealing with, I shot a film with a 15-year-old, three 16-year-olds, and 18-year-old girl as the five lead runners. After we shot the film, I met with those five girls and the, the young lady played the coach who was 24, because it's about a girl out of college that takes over a cross-country team, and the top five runners in a cross-country meet can score, so these top five runners are my f- main characters. And, I, and these are good kids coming from good families. These are good, well-mannered girls. I said, look, you're in this film. Get ready for the most cruelest resp- remarks you've ever heard in your life. Hmm. People that don't even know. I just warned the girls. I said, some people will like what you do. Some people will hate what you do. I just wanted to prepare them for the cruelty of the Internet. In other words, the Internet allows everybody a voice and people just to hate in people's heart. Uh, you know, I have a TV series called Seven Street Theater, and we did an episode called Black and White. It was about racism. And the whole thrust of the episode is the color of a person's skin has nothing to do with anything with the Lord. It's the condition of a person's heart. In other words, when I'm casting films, I'm casting who's right for the role. One of my films had seven lead characters, four were black, three were white. Why? It was right for the role. What was Mm -hmm. right for the part? You see the idea? So that's how I'm looking at it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm casting a girls' cross-country movie. You're not casting boys. You're casting girls. Who's right, right. for the role? Now, okay. when you were telling these girls to get ready for hateful comments, were you thinking then about the black-white issue or just or other things, like people commenting about their bodies not being perfect or things like that, too? Yeah, any, yes. I, I, I wasn't, it wasn't the black... After we finished the film, we got together like a little rat party, and I talked to him about it. Because I just wanted him to know. I said, look, somebody will say you were horrible in that film. Well, no, you weren't horrible. These are talented kids. I mean, I cast this from Nashville. There's a lot of talent here. But those words will go down deep to a heart. You can hear a hundred positive comments mm-hmm. and, the one, and the one negative one. And I don't, these, I'm not trying to rip these girls. I just wanted to prepare them for it because I know it's coming. My brother and I have heard, because we do, our films are a Christian-based film, we, I've heard every imaginable comment. You, I told the girls that somebody cannot comment about my films I haven't already heard. They won't come up with something new. Mm-hmm. You've heard it all. There's so much hate. And all I'm trying to, hey, turn it off. You don't want to watch it. Don't go see it. I think on their Facebook, for, that's what, the, the guy from Miami, that, that the comments had been taken off. It looks like me took them off. One lady came in and chimed for us, say, look, if you don't want to go see this film, don't go see it. Uh-huh. You know? mm-hmm. So 
But here's what we try. I look at I look at society today, Carol, and to me, teens live in their. My concern is for teens. They live in their phone and they're very self-centered. Mm-hmm. And this is from my experience. Okay, so what I wanted to try to do is deal with that issue. So I have six storylines in the film. Each of the top five runners have their own storyline going, and the coach has her hand in trying to help them in each storyline. For example, one of the storylines, the number one runner, her former best friend has started smoking weed. This is at a Christian school. She starts smoking weed. She's struggling with that addiction. How do you reach her without, with a real answer? I'm not talking about a plastic Christian answer. I'm not into that. How do you help somebody like that? So I thought long and hard of that. I said, I want to deal with this storyline. And I think our film offers a solution to how to help somebody. I didn't say it was the solution, but it's a solution. I like the way that resolved. Mm-hmm. Another situation, one of my characters is a 15-year-old, and this boy's asking her out, but her father doesn't want her to go out yet. He doesn't want her to date yet. She's only 15. So she starts to see him on the side. Coach finds out about this. In other words, tries to advise in that situation. What's, 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 what should the girl do? I wanted to deal with that situation. Another one, a girl has come from a divorced home. Her family divorced three years ago. She's 16 years old. She sees her father twice a year. That's hmm. not healthy. That's not healthy for anybody. In other words, so I wanted to deal with that issue. Another issue that I wanted to deal with was this. One of my characters, the number two runners, goes to the coach one time. We have a scene where she says, the number one runner's name is Anna. Anna is better at me than everything. She's more popular than me. She's a better runner than me. She makes better grades than me. She's better than me at everything. How do you deal with that? How would you advise somebody on that? So that was another situation I wanted to deal with. And the last one was one of the runners' mother rides her to no end. She's so hard on her. I wanted to deal with that. So those are the five issues that I chose with my runners. I wanted to speak to those. So I'm hoping that when a teenager goes to see the film, when they come out of the theater, they're walking out with a little bit of hope, a little bit, hey, a little bit of positive saying, you know what, that self-image thing they had in that film, that was right. And it, it, it can free a person up. Truth frees people up. You know, uh, I don't want to give the answers of how we gave it because I want people to go see it. This is a movie that's coming to about sure, 300, sure. 300, August 26th. Three, 330 theaters is the initial plan of release um, with what we're doing. But I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to speak to, to teens. And the last thing is this. The film tries to give teens a purpose in life. There's a lot of people who have no purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And our premise is based on one Bible verse, 1 Corinthians 10.31, says whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. As the coach tells the runners, remember this is at a Christian school, whether you eat, drink, or run, do all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And, what that, and what the coach explains that look, take your eyes off yourself and put it on the Lord, or put it on other people. In other words, I think one of the main reasons for depression is people are so self-centered. But if, if a depressed person starts trying to help somebody else, do something to help somebody else, you would see a release there. You, yes. you would see a breakthrough there. That's my personal opinion on that. Yes, yes. So, you, you know, um, one of the things, those are all very, um, I like those those themes because those are all themes that are so problems, that are so prevalent in today's teens. Um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed in with girls, um, I guess mostly girls, um, who who I've treated who were or come across um, who were runners, is that there was something in their background that 
they wanted to run away from. Actually, it, it was guys, too. Um, something in their background, something in their childhood that they were, or in their current, you know, if they were teens in their teenhood, that they were wanted to run away from that was unconsciously bothering them or consciously bothering them, and running gave them that release. With all your oh. years in running, did you have you found that? Well, what I found is this. First of all, running is good for anybody because everybody, our bodies were made for physical release. In other words, the, the NFL's got it right with that play 60. Kids, go out and play 60 minutes a day. Have some physical exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I, uh, what I noticed about when I coached my two teams is, and this is most of the girls that ran, the majority of their parents were runners. Their father ran in high school. Their mother ran. That's what I noticed. In other mm-hmm. words, and, that, and I made that a conflict in my movie where the fathers don't like the way my young coach coaches. They don't like mm. the way she trains the runners. That's a problem in, in, in running. Now, there may be kids that join the team for the reason you just said. Uh, most, of your top runners, most of your top runners are runners because somebody in their family was a runner and, and they grew up around the sport. It's like, how do people get involved in racing? Well, their dad was in racing and they got involved in racing. That's what I've noticed. So, yeah, um, it, I mean, I'm not saying the, that consciously they're thinking, oh, uh, I have an alcoholic father, I'm going to run and run away from my problems. It's an unconscious thing for the most part oh, that, that just makes them feel better when they're escaping their problems. Yeah, I do, I do think running, it, first of all, it's a sport and you have to train. It's not just go out and you know, run. There's a lot of different training principles to it. It takes an incredible amount of discipline. I think discipline is good for any young any young person. I would encourage anybody to run cross-country in high school. It'll teach you discipline. You, you'll really have a sense of worth being on a team. Uh, everybody runs. Everybody plays. Nobody sits the bench. There's no timeouts. There's no halftimes in cross-country. Everybody runs. That's the great thing about it. Mm, that's what I like. Mm. It's, it's, the most, it's the most inexpensive sport any school can have. Mm. There's, no, there's no equipment, just a uniform. And so a lot of schools have cross-country, and across the country, I'd say about 30% of the teams that, have, that are cross-country are Christian schools. Huh. And m- the main reason is a lot of Christian schools are smaller schools, and they don't have the money to do a full-edged football team, but they can do cross-country, they can do tennis, they can do you know, sports that don't require a lot of expense. Yeah, uh-huh. It's not uncommon. If you, went to, if you went to a meet with 25 teams, 10 of them are going to be Christian Catholic schools. Ten of them, and that's very mm. common. Mm. So my doing my my movie about a, a private Christian school is very commonplace. Um, and I had it a girls' school because in in writing my script, I didn't want to have to deal with a boys' team. I didn't want to explain it. So by having an all girls' team, in fact, in Nashville there is an all girls' team here in Nashville. There's one in Atlanta too. So it's not it's not an uncommon thing with what I dealt with. And how did you how did you pick? Um, the girls for your movie, and particularly the top five girls, the, the main stars. Yeah, here's what, here's what I did. In, in casting the film, first of all, I wrote the film, and then I contacted in Nashville, I think it was seven talent agencies. You send like a scene or two of the characters, and the talent agent uh, will, you know, send it out, okay, the age range, what's the age range? They had to be high school. And so they sent it out to the girls, and these girls would do a video audition, and I'm watching one audition after another. And here's when you're casting, when a girl reads your lines cold, because there's no direction from me, mm-hmm. and she's hitting these lines like they should be read, mm-hmm. you, know, you know you got somebody. 
And, I mean, I'm more into casting natural talent. You can just tell somebody, it's kind of like a singer. Some people take lessons to learn, and some people can just flat out mm-hmm. sing. But, well, you start, but you asked for all these girls who you uh, watched the tapes of, they had to have been runners t- to some degree, right? Well, here's what, I, no, here's what I did. I'll tell you what I did. After I found the girls I thought acting-wise, they had to do running auditions for me. I had them go out and do a running audition, put it on tape, because... I had to cast girls that look like runners because I want to be authentic here. I didn't want to, and, and don't take this wrong, I didn't want to cast a girl that ran like a girl. I needed to <laughs> cast somebody that ran like an athlete. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so, and so the girls did, and, you know, they were fine. In fact, my top five girls of the top five girls, one of them, one of the actors I cast, actually runs on a cross-country team, so she was set. But the other four girls trained probably six to eight weeks I sent them stuff to do to, to get them up to speed. But these girls actually got quite good. In other words, I'm convinced if I'd coached my five actors, I think we could have been pretty good. I think that could have been a pretty good team. In uh-huh. fact, the girl, the, girl, the girl was cast as the number one runner. She's going to be running in a 5K race here in Dalton, Georgia. We got coming up in April uh, where they're going to feature her and stuff um, because she's in the movie. So this mm-hmm. girl has to be with it. Well, now, uh, didn't you say you, you also went... I mean, there were lots of other girls in the movie, 120 girls, I think, right? Well, what it was is this. In other words, when you shoot, if anybody's into a cross-country meet, if you're shooting a state meet or a regional meet, I shot three meets in my film. Well, in a state meet, generally there's about 130 runners in the race, Uh, 16 teams, seven runners on each team, and then some individual runners. I think it's 132 runners in the race. So here I've got to cast these girls. So what I did is found the email addresses of about 30 cross-country coaches in the Nashville area, fired it out. The ones that I heard from, I followed up with. I went met five or six of them, went to their practices. Some of them let me address. I mean, it's not often, it's not common. This is the first girls' cross-country movie ever made. I've never seen one. Uh, uh-huh. you know, it's, a rel- it's a relatively new sport for girls. Didn't start till the 70s. Um, you know, didn't really come on big till the 80s. So for a coach saying, hey, here's a guy who wants to make a movie about girls' cross-country team, you had the attention of the entire team. Yeah. Some, some of these teams had 30 or 40 girls on. One of them had 60. Wow. Um, and so I'm saying, hey, I need girls that want to run on my meet. Here's where I, I need you this day, this day. And, you know, we actually turned some away. I mean, I, uh, the response was phenomenal. These girls did a super job. They really did. Because they were excited about it. And, and yeah. some. It's something about, you know what, it's something about seeing girls get excited. <laughs> you know, I mean, because, you know, here's a guy that's, here's a former runner doing a movie, because Disney came out with a film called McFarlane USA. It was a boys' cross, it was the first cross country movie. I didn't see the movie. Several of the girls complained to me, saying, the running scenes are not realistic. Are your running scenes going to be realistic mm. today? My running scenes are 100% authentic. You're talking to a former runner, former coach. I am not going to mess up my sport. Uh-huh. So, and we didn't. Well, that, that's, that's, that's really great. We do need to take another break. When we come back, we will hear from my guest more, Dave Cristiano. Um, we'll also be talking more about the, uh, the other side of hashtag Oscars so white. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the boycotting of the Oscars that some people are urging. I um, am opposed to that. I think if you... Uh, I'm certainly for diversity, but um, I don't think boycotting the Oscars is the way to go, and particularly uh, not to ask Chris Rock to step down from his role as the MC of the Oscars. So today we're talking about the other side to hashtag Oscars so white, and um, we're talking about this cross-country movie called Remember the Gold with my guest Dave Cristiano, which also um, was uh, had a... Uh, on Facebook and in, in emails, um, essentially a boycott of its own, so to speak. It's going to be coming out in August, so there might be more of a real boycott. Of course, that'll bring you great publicity, Dave. But I want to read um, a couple of other examples. I have pages and pages of examples of African Americans who were nominated and who won Oscars. I was talking before about those who won um, for Best Actress and Best Actor and Best Supporting Actress and Actor. Um, there were many other uh, African Americans who were nominated for um, who were nominated. The, the people, the, the list that I read before was people who won. There were many others who were nominated. Uh, Thirty-two, actually. And um, I mean, you know, obviously, if there were more movies that had more black actors in them, there would be more of a chance um, for more black actors to win. And this isn't just about um, actors, though. Of course, you know that there are many, many categories for the Oscars. Uh, I mean, best, best actor is one of the, one of the highlights, of course, um, an actress. Um, but then, of course, there were, there were uh, best director uh, winners of Oscars, um, black African-Americans, 1991, John Singleton for Boys in the Hood, uh, 2009, Lee Daniels for Precious, and 2013, Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave. I mean, we all, these were movies that really got um, a lot of uh, admiration and, and uh, certainly did very well. Then um, some other examples, and again, I have pages of this. I'm not going to just read pages for you, but 
Um, you know, there's original mu- music scores, uh, Oscars that were won by African Americans, um, uh, you know, Quincy Jones, um, he, actually he won, he's won most of them from 19, six, uh, 1967 to um, 1978, 1985. He's the one who won the most, actually. Um, then there's uh, winners, African American winners for best original song um, and best picture. The um, for the color purple, 1985, Quincy Jones was the first African-American producer whose film was nominated for Best Picture. 2009, Lee Daniels for Precious, first African-American director whose film was nominated for Best Picture. Um, Broderick Johnson, The Blind Side, first... I mean, you, all, you know these titles of movies. First time two films with African-American producers were nominated for Best Picture. Um, Reginald Hud, Hud, 2012, Reginald Hudland, Django Unchanged, nominated. Uh, 2013, Steve McQueen, 12 Years a Slave, he won for Best Picture. Um, first black producer to win Best Picture. And then 2014, Oprah Winfrey, she, the film was Selma, and she was nominated. The first black female producer nominated for Best Picture. And on and on and on. So it's not exactly um, as though African Americans have been left out um but yes if there were if there was more diversity in hollywood um there would be more opportunities and then of course there are there are special awards um james earl jones in 2011 um, Oprah Winfrey in 2011, uh, Harry Belafonte 2014, 2015, Spike Lee. I mean, you know, really, I have pages of this. So, because, I, and I'm just mentioning some of them because the the louder voices, ha, um, notably um, Jada Pinkett Smith, who has sour grapes because her husband wasn't, Will Smith wasn't nominated for um, um, concussion, uh, you, you know, they've taken over the airwaves to some degree and um, really gotten a lot of attention for that. So, um, so I'm, just, I'm just presenting the other side of that and also the other side in terms of my guest um, who has experienced the same kind of boycott for his upcoming movie. He actually uh, makes the comment when the NBA All-Star Game happens in February, should white people boycott it? since most likely there might not be one white player in it. For that matter, he says, should the NBA be forced to draft old, short, white men to suit up? (laughs) That would be good. The reason why there aren't many Caucasian players in the NBA is because talent level of blacks in this sport generally surpass those of Caucasians, and so on. So, James, um, why don't you... Why don't you chime in with this, and then we can also talk about another movie that you've um, that you're in the process of developing that relates yeah, and, to Hollywood. And I'm and I first of all, I'm an NBA fan. I watch the NBA, and uh, I will watch the NBA All Star Game. You know, you're gonna watch the best players in the world, and it just happens. That, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, 82 or 83 percent of the players in the NBA are black. They're just better players. I mean, it doesn't mean there's not any good white players out there or Spanish or foreign. There are. Just, it's just the way it is. In professional golf, almost everybody's Caucasian. In, I mean, other than Tiger Woods, I don't know of another black golfer on the pro tour there may be. What about pro hockey? I believe there's one African-American player in pro hockey. There may be a second. See what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm, it's just the mm-hmm. way. It's just the way. It's just the way those sports are. High school. My movie is about a high school girls cross country team, which is a heavily, heavily dominated white sport in most of America, especially where I shot the film in Tennessee. And so we're just true to the sport. I think what you were saying about uh, the comments for Jada Smith and Will Smith and different people chiming in, it influences other people. And so they look for somebody they can attack. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just an unknown, and so people are attacking us. But, you know, our film's called Remember the Goal. Our website is 5 and and that's all spelled out, 5 and It's a film about high school cross-country, the first movie about a girls' cross-country team. And, we, you know, we tried to do the film right, and I believe we did. So it comes out August 26th, and there's nothing like watching a movie in the theater. Now, my film's not going to get nominated for any Academy Award, <laughs> but that's okay. I look at it this way. If you're good at something, Carol, if you're good at something, people will notice. Mm-hmm. So if a guy wants to get nominated for Academy Award, just turn in a terrific performance. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's how you get nominated. I mean, I'm not, I, I've not seen any of those films that are nominated. You, the five best actors, the five best actresses, I haven't seen any of them, but I'm going to bet they're all good performances. I, I yeah. usually, you know, you, you just don't, it's not a pop, I don't think it's a popularity contest when it comes to those performances. I mean, well, it's going like, to be very watered down if they start letting more, to, many more films be nominated or, or actors be nominated. Uh, the whole thing is going to be watered down and then it's, nobody's going to care about who wins. Tell yeah. us, we, we don't have that much time left. Now, I know you're doing another movie. You're in, the, in production, in development of another movie called Power of the Air, which right, is about the influence of Hollywood and the media. Right. We already shot this film, and I'm very happy to say two actors in the film, Patty Duke and Michael Gross. Patty Duke won an Academy Award for the Miracle Worker. had Patty Duke show. Certainly you know who she is. Michael Gross was the dad on Family Ties. Two major characters in the film. Here's what this is about. It's about a Christian guy, goes to church every week, loves the Lord, loves the Lord Jesus Christ. He meets up with an African missionary, and the African missionary tries to tell him the church in America is greatly deceived. Deceived? What do you mean? In, in great danger. And the African missionary says the most powerful force in America is Hollywood and the movie theater. It's influencing people much more than the Bible and much more than the Lord. That's the premise of the film. And just to give uh-huh. you an idea, it'll give you an idea. Here's a Christian guy. My my story is about these two couples, one white couple, one black couple. There you go. And my African go. <laughs> my, and my African missionary is is black. They go to the movies every week just as an outing, like a lot of people do. Christian people and the Afri- So my character's name is David. He meets up with the African missionary and. They go out for coffee, and the African missionary says, David, you go to church on Sunday morning to praise the name of Jesus, and you go to films on Saturday night that curse his name. Which huh. is it, David? Make, make up your mind. Huh. And that's what it's about. Oh, well, that's very interesting. And, and, and David, and now remember, a lot of films curse the name of Christ. Why? It's the easiest way to get a PG rating. All of our films that have gone to theaters, these could be rated G, literally G-rated films, Never a foul language, never a foul word in our films, no, not even a hint of skin of any kind, yet they're always rated PG for mild thematic elements because we mention the name of Jesus. That's how you get a P, that's the easiest way to get a PG rating, just thought I'd throw that out. Hmm. So that film puts off the premise, and my main character, 
he's, he gets convicted by this, and so he stops going to these films. He says, what if every person that says they love the name of Jesus and goes to church decides we're not going to go to any films that curse the name of Christ to have nudity or foul language? That would totally revolutionize Hollywood. They wouldn't change because they wouldn't change because they got converted. They would change because the box office would be so effective. Because over a hundred million people go to church every week in America for all the different denominations. Over a hundred million. That's the premise of that film. Uh-huh. It's, it's trying to get you, Carol, a Christian person or a church-going person will not be able to watch that film and walk out as if they didn't see anything. You have to make a decision. You have to decide what side you're going to get on. With the African missionary, you've got to decide. And so I feel like it's a hard-hitting film. We shot the film before Remember the Goal. I felt like Remember the Goal was an easier team for me, easier film for me to market. So Remember the Goal is coming first. Power of the Year is coming behind it. We're looking like at April 2017. It really helped having Patty Duke in the film and Michael Gross. They were both terrific, very kind people. Those two people, they were wonderful to work with. Loved them both. You know, I mean, Patty Duke, that's a huge name for me mm-hmm. to get. It really is. She was, she reminded me of my mom. She was so nice. And Michael Gross, what a gem. Man, I love that guy. I, it, I was so blessed. They were, they, and they're both really good. That's the thing. You well, you know, that's, that, you can actually capitalize on this boycotting of your um, running film of, of um, Remember the Goal um, by telling people, well, wait till you see my next film. <laughs> it has a lot of black actors in it. Yeah, I've got two, two, of, the main, two of the leads are, right? And, um, um, and it's a for promotion the for your next film, in other words, at the same time. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it, first of all, um, it, you know, it's, it stops them in their tracks, and second of all, it promotes the, new, the next film. Right, and the trailer for The Power of the Air will be on the front of Remember the Goal. Uh-huh. So that's what we're planning to do. It's hard. The, the movie business, I know people listening, the movie business is a hard business. And there's so many voices out there and so many channels. I grew up, there were three TV networks, ABC, yeah. CBS, and NBC. <laughs> yes, and, things you know, have, those, have really... Talk, yes, I talked to Patty Duke about that because she was in the Patty Duke show. 30 million right. people watching her every, every week. 30 million. Wow, wow. Yes, now I mean, there are so many channels, and actually there's very little on any of them. We have, we have over 100 channels, and we have nothing to watch. Well, right. I know we're going to be coming to the end of the show, and I want to make sure that we give out, again, uh, the name of the movie that's coming out in August, Remember the Goal, uh, G-O-A-L, Remember the Goal. Um, and it has great, this is a great movie for families to go to or for just send your teen to go to, girls and boys. Um, and the website to find out more about all of this is called five and two pictures dot com and that's f i v e and two t w o pictures dot com and I'd like to thank you again, my guest Dave Cristiano. I wish you all kinds of uh, luck with these pictures coming out. I think it's great themes we need. We need these kinds of positive uh, messages in our movies. I mean, <laughs> remember the goal would be one that uh, the African missionary would be okay with people watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sure would. Carol, thank you for having me on, and I wish you well. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And thank you all for listening. I hope you uh, now have something to say when people start talking to you about uh, hashtag Oscars so white, the other side of the story. I'll be back with you next week. Thank you for joining me again. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.